Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is, what's that? What is it? It's Thursday, May the 12th, 2022. And um, yeah, we've been spending this week, this fourth week of Easter in the, um, the book of Jeremiah, uh, also in the book of Colossians, and over in the Gospel of Luke. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Ada. And good morning. Welcome, everybody. Um, yeah, so we've been spending some time uh, in each of those as we go through the reading through uh, this uh, schedule of readings through the Christian year. We're in the fourth week of Easter, so four weeks after Easter. And the theme for the, the, theme for the entire week is, I am the Good Shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I lead them, I give them eternal life. That's from John, uh, John chapter 10, verses 11, verses 27 and 28 of John chapter 10. Yeah. All right, well, it's time to jump into today's readings, which will lead us over to Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 1 through 14. That's our first reading for today. Let's do it. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So, welcome. Good morning, Martha. Good morning, Deborah. Glad everyone is on today. Those on the podcast, welcome. So glad you guys are spending some time in the Word with us. Here we go. At that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says. The people who survived the sword will find favor in the wilderness. I will come to give rest to Israel. Man, somebody today might just need to hear that. God's gonna, God gives you rest. You know, God has come to give us rest. Um, comes to give us peace. Peace I leave with you, Jesus said before he went to be with the Father, not as the world gives. Um, he gives a peace that passes understanding. He also gives rest, calm. My uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What Jesus said. Maybe maybe today you need to be reminded that may, maybe you're maybe you're making this spiritual life, uh, this walk with Jesus, too hard. It's become an issue of striving and trying, and working, and doing. When ultimately it's a, it's not it's not any of those things. It's about what Christ has done, what He has done for you. The Christian life is not about D-O, what you do. It's about D-O-N-E, what Christ has done. Yeah. We can just breathe that in, the rest of Christ. I will, I will come to give rest to Israel. Verse 3. The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. 
I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I have drawn you. God draws us to himself with unfailing kindness. That's the truth, man. God just keeps wooing us with kindness. You know, even when we're unfaithful, he's faithful. Even when we're rascals, he's full of kindness. And he, we are drawn to the Lord by his unfailing kindness. I will build you up again, virgin Israel. We will be rebuilt. Again, you will, you will take your timbrels and go out to dance with the joyful. Your joy is going to be restored. Again, you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. The farmers will plant them and enjoy their fruit. There will be a day when watchmen cry out on the hills of Ephraim, Come, let us go up to Zion to the Lord our God. This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob. Shout for the, shout for the foremost of the nations. Make your praises heard and say, Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I, will, see, I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. He's talking about the return of uh, the exiles. Yeah, those that have been exiled, they're going to come back. God's going to restore them. They're going to bring them back to the land of Israel after the, uh, the exile has, uh, is over. And they will, come, they will come back with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. They'll be weeping with joy. They'll be weeping with joy. I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble because I am Israel's father. Hmm. And Ephraim is my firstborn son. And it's good to remember that, you know, who, who, um, who our heavenly father is, that we are God's children. We are God's sons and daughters. This this week at Bayside, I'm going to be preaching on the, uh, you know, the kitchen, the kitchen of uh, of the house of God. You know, we've been in this series called Open House. We've been liking likening uh, our spiritual lives to going through all the different rooms of a home, and uh, this week is on uh, the kitchen. The kitchen is is uh, is the heart of the home, and it's, it's where you know really determines the health of the entire family. It's what's, what goes on in the kitchen. And um, I don't even know where I was going with that, but um, <laughs> but but it's it's in the kitchen where we you know we realize that we are God you know there's certain there's certain as members of God's family we begin to this is where I was going we begin to imitate the father of the house right I mean in God's house as children of God's of God's household. We begin to imitate the Father. We become like Him because He's our Dad. We're His children, so we uh, we start to be uh, we're grateful people, not entitled people. We we live with gratitude and thankfulness. We're uh, we're generous with our time, with our talents, with our treasures. We're, we we become like our Father, who is what generous. He's he's he has what? What did we just read? Unfailing kindness. Someone's got some of us to be like, you're like, oh Terry, I got a long way to go. <laughs> I got a long way to go before I get to that unfailing kindness part. I know, I know, I understand. But uh we do um become more like him. 
just like uh, you know, some like some people, you know, you can tell when people come down here to Florida, they ain't from Florida. They come down here, they they, they underestimate the uh, intensity of the sun. You know, you see them out there at the beach or you know at the park or whatever, and they don't they don't really have their sunscreen on or a hat on. You're like, ooh, you got to realize that exposure to the sun's gonna change the way you look. It's gonna hurt. Well, in a in a similar way in an in an uh an analogous way exposure to the father changes the way we look exposure to the lord god almighty over time will it will change the way we behave will change the our attitudes and more than the way we behave it changes our heart the behaviors are secondary it changes our heart exposure to the son the son the son of god exposure to the son will change you mm, that's good right there Mm-hmm. Um, hear the word of the Lord, you nations. Proclaim it to distant coastlands. He who scattered Israel will gather them and will watch over his flock, flock like a shepherd. For the Lord will deliver Jacob and redeem them from the hand of those stronger than they. They will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord, the grain in the new of the grain, the new harvest. That ain't even, of course, written right there. Let me try to read that, actually, what it says there. The grain, the new wine, and the olive oil, the young of the flocks and the herds. They will be like a well-watered garden, and they will sorrow no more. Mm. Man, that's good news right there. And aren't you glad that there's coming a day where we will sorrow no more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, think about folks. There's some folks that live this life with a lot of sorrow, man. Live through a lot of sorrow, a lot of hard way, heartache, a lot of pain. But um, there'll come a day when they will sorrow no more. Mm. Then young women will dance and be glad. Young men and old as well. I'm gonna cut a rug, man. Young men. Old men, young women, old women, they're gonna cut a rug. They're gonna be they're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna cut loose. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priest with abundance, and my people will be filled with bounty. Mm. That's man, that's good. Aren't you glad that we serve a God that turns mourning into gladness? Yeah, he turns sorrow into joy, satisfies us with abundance. That's your father. That's the one who loves you. That's that's your heavenly father. That's the God uh, who who uh, is a banner of love over you. He replaces your mourning with joy. He satisfies you with abundance. He comes at us continually with unfailing kindness. We are we are blessed to be children of God. Amen. Yes, indeed. All right, let's jump over to Colossians. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 23. Colossians 2, 8 through 23. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. So glad you guys are on on this Thursday edition of the podcast and uh, on this May 12th morning. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, beginning of verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy 
which depends on human tradition and the elemental forces of this world rather than on Christ. Don't let anything lead you away from Christ. Don't let anything, no deceptive philosophy, no ideology, don't let any human tradition or anything else take you away from Christ. See to it. You know what that is? That's putting a responsibility on us. See to it. That's our responsibility. We must see to it that nothing leads us away from Christ. Verse 9, for in Christ, I love this verse, for in Christ, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. What's Paul saying? He's saying there's nothing lacking. You know, you, the enemy will try to get you to think, and these, these new philosophers will try to get you to think that you're missing something, that there's something more outside of Christ. And Paul is saying, look, the, the fullness of the deity, the fullness of God, the fullness of the divine being, the one that created everything, the fullness of ultimate reality, which is God, the fullness of that being dwelt bodily in Jesus, completely in Jesus. So all of that was in Jesus. And so once you are in Jesus, there ain't no more. Yeah. I was supposed to not to do a gunshot there. There ain't no more. That woke you up like dude. <laughs> Those of you on Facebook hear that little little uh little machine gun button. Little machine gun button. He's like, whoa, wait. We're being attacked. Here he goes. One more time. Are you ready? <laughs> it's like uh wrong button. It should have been this one. That's better. On Instagram, don't worry about it. You'll be like, what is I don't know what the heck that was. Anyway, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Paul's saying the, all the fullness of God dwelt in Jesus. When you are in Jesus, you are in the fullness of God. There's nothing outside of him. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having buried, been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you've been raised to new life in Christ. You were buried with him in baptism. You have been raised with him. Through faith. When you were dead in your sins and in your and and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, what's uncircumcision of the flesh? It's the un, unconsecrated life. It's the unsaved life. The un uh, uncommitted life to Christ. When you were dead in your sins and your uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. Wow. He brought you to life. How? He forgave all your sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Wow. Man. How, how about that, man? He forgave all of our sins, praise God, 
canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, like we were in le- we were legally like indebted to God because of all of our sins. He canceled all that out. It's like it's just as if we'd never sinned. He tore up the contract that that uh that listed the uh the our indebtedness. He crumpled it up and threw it away because of Christ. He's taken it all away and he nailed it to the cross. Having, verse 15, having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Yes. I love that. Because here's what's, see, here's the thing the cross was a public spectacle intended to shame those being crucified, right? It was a it was a public spectacle. These these persons who were being crucified by the Roman authorities were a spectacle. You do not do not challenge the power of the empire. Do not challenge the power of Rome. This is what happens. We're going to make these people a spectacle to to uh, uh, to evoke fear in you. And what Paul is saying, he's turning that. He's saying, yes, um, there was a spectacle going on in the cross, but the one that was being uh, put on public spectacle was not Jesus. It was the it was the all the principalities and powers of this world that were defeated by Christ. Christ made a public spectacle of all the rulers and powers and authorities of this world. Mm. Yes, sir. By triumphing, not by being defeated on the cross, but by being by, by triumphing over them by the cross. Mm. Yes. Yes, sir. Therefore, Paul goes on, therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink. Why? Because Christ has triumphed over all that stuff. Don't, don't let somebody judge you because, oh, you drink that, you eat that. You have that. You do this. You do that. You do this. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Save it, people. Don't let anyone judge you because you don't eat the right things or you drink the wrong things or drink the right thing, whatever. Or with regard to any religious festival or new moon celebration. People get all hung up, man, about, yeah, if you're a real believer in Jesus, you want to celebrate Halloween. That's fine, man. You want to celebrate Halloween? Don't. I don't really love so I don't really like to celebrate Halloween. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm not a bit huge fan of the place. I like the candy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not crazy about the holiday. I just keep it real. But I'm not gonna judge people because it. And if, and if you like doing it, if you like selling, if you like you know, dressing up with blood all over your face, that's you, man. You want to put some fangs in your teeth, whatever. Don't let anybody judge you. Paul's specifically talking about religious holidays. Like, don't get all hung up. People say, you got you to worship. Like, there's a certain group out there. You got to worship on, on Saturday. You got to worship on the Sabbath, on the seventh day. You got to. That's the sign of the real church. Paul's like, look, save that, man. Save that. Don't let anybody judge you by what you eat or drink or with depending on which day you choose to worship on or not, or a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. But save it. These are the shadow of things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Yeah, that's freedom, man. That's freedom. It is for freedom that Christ sets you free. 
That's why it goes back to the rest, man. Like some people making this Christian walk way too hard. It's not about doing this or doing that or 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 or, or don't do that or make sure you re- represent this or or make sure you go there. Make sure you wear those clothes. Make sure you go that day. Don't forget that. All that stuff. Look, s- stop it. Save it. It's not about that. These are shadows of things that were come that were to come. The freedom is found in Christ. The reality is in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility. Mm. See, legalism, legalistic people, they delight in a false humility. Oh, I just give everything to Jesus. You know, I just don't eat that. I don't drink that. You know, yeah, I go there. You have to go to that and I do that. And oh, no, I don't participate in that. It'd be, no, I'm, it's a false humility, man. It's a false humility. For most people, there's some that are genuine and they just don't want to. That's fine. But don't let anybody who's, who just delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also gives into in, goes into great detail about what they have seen, the spiritual things they've seen. I've seen this, I've seen that, whatever. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They have lost connection with the head. They've lost connection with the head. They're no longer connected to Jesus. They've lost connection. Um, They lost connection with the head from whom the whole body is supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes causes it to grow. Since you died with Christ to the elemental, elemental spiritual forces of this world, why as though you still... why? Why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Mm. You've been set free. Don't, don't, don't let yourself be uh, under slavery again. Slavery of what? Religious legalism. That's what Paul is talking about, right? He's saying, why, as though you belong to the world, why do you act like, basically saying, why do you act like you belong to the world? You belong to Christ, but why do you, you remember that whole thing about you die with Christ? You've been raised with him. So don't, don't start going to this, the rules of the world again, which is what? Verse 21, do not handle, do not touch, do not taste. These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Mm. Man, how many things do we get all hung up about? And it's not based on the word of God. It's not based on Jesus at all. It's not based on the head. It's based on religious rules. It's based on tradition. Is based on Christian subculture. Mm, mm, mm. There's so many things. Like back in the day, back in the day, the preacher had to have a big chair. You know that. You went to church, the preacher had a big chair. They ain't in the Bible. But everybody just knew that big chair, that's for the preacher. Little chair, little chair, that's for the worship pastor. <laughs> the big chair, the big chair, though, is for whoever bringing the word today. That ain't in the Bible. It's just a thing. Just like, you know, just like the, the idea you got to dress up to the, to, the, to, the, to the nines to go to church. Now, if you want to dress up to go to church, that's fine. My dog is driving me crazy. There's just a person out there just emptying the car out, and he, and he barking. Now, he ain't moving. He ain't moving, he ain't moving one, one inch, but he barking. Wesley, stop barking. He ain't going to listen to me. He's trying to act like he's listening to me, and then he's going to start barking again. But anyway, 
But yeah, there's so many things that are just like that. That's not in the Bible. That's just a Christian subculture. If you want to dress up like crazy, go to church. Good. There's nothing in the Bible that says you got to dress up to go to church. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't nowhere in there. That is a Christian culture thing. Now, you, people may have good reasons for it. I'm not saying you don't have good reasons why you do it, but I'm just saying it's not it's not in the Bible. Ain't nowhere it says to do that. Just like this. This is another one. You got to have an altar call at the end of every service. There ain't nowhere in the Bible it says you got to have an altar call at the end of every service. Should people respond to Jesus? Should you have an opportunity to respond to Jesus? Yeah. Today is the day of salvation. But there's nowhere in the Bible it says at the end of every worship service you need to have an altar call. Here's another one. It doesn't even say there's supposed to be altars in the church. I mean, I, I like them. I'm glad they're there. I'm glad there's an altar in the church to go and pray at. But there, there's nothing in the Bible that says you got to have one. Look, don't be good people put all this stuff on. That's just in the church, but even in your own life. Oh, you got that in your house? Ooh, ooh, I wouldn't have that in my house. Well, people crazy, people. And people will, will bog you down with all the, all the rules and what you shouldn't do and what you should do. Look, you gotta, it's about following Jesus. It's about the heart devoted to Jesus. Now, should, should, we, should we look like Jesus? Yeah, we should. Should our, should our lives emulate him? Should we live lives of holiness and godliness and purity? Yeah, purity, yes. Yes. But not someone else's definition of it. It should be based on our relationship, our authentic relationship with Jesus. Yeah, man. Get away from the false humility. Mm, mm, mm. Man, get away from that false humility. And just be yourself. Be, be, be yourself. Be, uh, be in that genuine, honest relationship with Jesus. That's what we need more of, man. Just walking with Jesus. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means you're in relationship with Jesus. You're following him. That's it. The list of what it means to be a follower of Jesus is like that long. What does it mean? I follow Jesus. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah. Don't let people just, just try to destroy. I've seen good people trying to follow Jesus get destroyed by people who have false humility, who just load on them rule after rule after rule and look down their noses at them because they aren't doing this or they are doing that. Look, save it, people. Save it. It's false humility. And it's, and he said, look what Paul says. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom. Yeah, and that's what they do. They try to make it, they're so, well, you know, once you uh, attain a certain level of uh, spiritual maturity, like me, you'll start chewing cud. Anyway, you'll start, you know, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll get it then. Yeah, well, I'd rather not have the false humility. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather not not have the false humility and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Ooh, 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 ooh. Paul dropped the bomb right there. He's like, all these people, look, ooh, I love what Paul's right. He's like, all these people who, you know, look, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Some of the times the legalistic people are some of the most 
They got some of the grimiest private lives you ever want to know about. I'm just going to tell you. A lot of times, the people who are the most legalistic, they got the, boy, you pull back the curtain, it's some of the grimiest stuff you ever want to see. Mm-mm-mm. Just nasty. <laughs> just, just flat out nasty. But it's, but, but it's, but it's, but it's got this appearance of this false humility. But the reason they push so hard against all these other things is because behind that curtain, there's some grind. <laughs> it's like, it's like some grimy stuff going on back in there. Nah, gotta keep it real, man. Look, just be yourself. Do away with the false humility. Be yourself. Follow Jesus. Love him. Honor him. Yeah. Now, should we be open to honest counsel and, and input from Christian brothers and sisters who love us? Yes, for sure. If you care about Jesus, yeah, listen to your brothers and sisters if they're giving you some input. But people who are just filled with false humility, who are just preaching down at people and over people, mm-mm, mm-mm-mm. No, you just got to let that go. You got to let that go. And people, just, and people, just, they they don't have your best interest in mind. They got they they got they trying to cover up their grind. <laughs> I tell you, man. I tell you, when people people who are most <laughs> most legalistic, I man, I don't trust them suckers. I don't trust them far, and I can throw them. I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep it real. I'm a preacher. I'm gonna just tell you the truth. If I find someone who's super legal, legalistic and like like even even sometimes get crazy about certain things, and you know like you know, causes and like, I'm so like, again, you get all crazy. Eyes start getting big and like, they you start going like that about certain things. I'm like, you covering something up, bro. But tell me, talk to me. Talk to me what you're covering up. What's your daddy issues? Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Anyway, we're running out of time, people. Oh my goodness, we're running out of time. Y'all gonna have to read Luke on your own because I'm running out of time. Podcast people are gonna be cut off. So I'm sorry, but um, we just went off on a tangent there. It was Thursday, so that happens. Read, 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 read Luke chapter six on y'all, man. But it'll be good. Thank you guys for being on today, podcast people. Sorry we had to cut you short. You guys have a fantastic day. Love you guys. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll be back at it on Monday. Um, don't let people that look down on you, man. Just love Jesus, honor Jesus, be yourself. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's what matters. God loves you. He's for you. He's coming at you with unfailing kindness. Go in peace. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.